Episode 137 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. Life at the level of problems and beyond the level of problems. So with what I do with marketing, I am primarily helping people in a stage of their life where they're driven, they're willing, and they're pushing through their goals. Few honest times are people driven by what they want out of life, but driven by what they're running away from and what they've never given attention to. And so I'm sitting here this morning, I thought this is probably the most important thing that you guys could get out of a podcast. It's probably the most important thing you could get out of a podcast. For what reason you do the things that you do. See, if we take into account that a person can't see past their own perception and goal, well then what I'm doing has been a study and a practice of seeing a human being slimmed down and carved down by the finiteness of their goals. The infinity of what a person is carved down to the finiteness of their goals has been an interesting thing to watch. Just how predictable we all are, especially when we have a goal. And so, there's this book, it's an amazing book, I'm sure you've heard about it, if not, that's crazy, you need to look at it, like, right now. It's called Journeys in Spectral Consciousness by Frederick Dodson. And what he talks about in here is helping people through a healing process, he does workshops, and, and essentially he said, one thing he said in the book that really stood out to me, I hate intellectualizing things that are so much larger than the intellect, it feels like a sin to do, it truly does. I hope this isn't the wrong thing, and I'm gonna, you know, just pray and put my attention into, like, everything that I love and care about, and make the intent for this not to be the wrong thing to intellectualize. But he said, you must not give attention to people's problems when they're saying their problem, or else you increase to the seriousness of the problem. So essentially what you do in sales is you increase to the seriousness of the problem. And a second thing he said is since all problems are a cry for attention, once the problem is given attention, the problem recedes. And so if we take these mixed with the fact that What you're doing if you're selling something to especially an owner is you have an extremely driven person trapped in their own perspective, like just like us when we're doing what we're doing in our companies. We're driven people trapped in our perspective, trapped in our own perception of reality, really. 
And so again, I've got to see the infinity of a human being carved down to the finiteness where I can see clear as day really what it is that a human being is. What it is that we're all doing. Not just collectively in groups, but one by one in individual souls and the individualness of the way we see our lives and exactly where it is that we're going. So I'll leave you with this. For those of you who were close to your grandparents or an older figure in your family who had been through a lot of shit in life, for, for me, this is my grandpa, Teddy. Love him. I miss him. Love both my grandpas. Uh, he was a shining example of somebody who was above the problem. Because I was so young, right? Like, I'm like... 14 years old over here telling him fucking girl problems, friend problems, problems with life and general bullshit I'm going through. And he would just listen and smile and laugh and love and that's it. And it had always brought me up. And there had been times when I wanted him to engage with the problem and 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 he just didn't engage with the problem. I'd be like, "Huh?" How do I feel better even though he's said nothing? And I always thought there was some wisdom to that. And I said, not, I didn't say, hey, whatever wisdom you have, I want that wisdom. That's not what I said. I said, you know what? I don't care anymore. You're right. I didn't even say you're right. I said, I don't care anymore. That's right. <laughs> like he didn't take credit for it. He knew the most important things in life were the things you couldn't own. He knew that. That's the definition of value. It is the things that you can't own. The most valuable things are the things that we're chasing when we attempt to obtain other things. Our values are the most valuable things we have in some ways. Because Unlike the things we own and the places we go, our values stay with us wherever we're at. So your values are important because they directly influence your life. Now, when you have a goal in life to build a business, to be a great entrepreneur, to be a great salesperson, you have a goal in life. And above having a goal in life, I believe you have a value in life. Above the rules of the game is the reward of the game. So the quickest way you can make life better is change the reward of the game. And so whenever you interact with yourself or the world, your question should be, how do we seek a better reward? Let's seek a better reward. Let's do what it takes to seek a better reward. I'm willing to do what it takes to reach a better reward. And so that'd be my question to my clients. So this is your goal, this is your goal, this is your goal, and you can't get there. Would you be willing to have an outcome that you didn't even know that you could have? Would you be willing to have the type of outcome that you didn't even know was possible?
We specialize in infinitely breaking the walls of your perception and showing you the perspective of how this actually works. Would you be willing to have a perspective and an outcome so good that you didn't even know you could have it? If you found something better than the suffering you're in now, would you take it or not? Would you leave it? And would you ignore the better reality? And some people's intuitive response is yes. And that's crazy. And what a waste of time they're having. And so the first question I need to know, because compliance comes first, the goal of the sale is not getting compliance at the end. The goal of the sale is getting compliance at the beginning. The goal is not the close. The close should not be a goal. You should do the job so well in the middle of the job that the rest of fucking eternity exists around that event that's in the here and the now. To create compliance and I would ask my clients this this is the this is the goal if you could have an outcome significantly better than you even thought you could have so now I'm breaking your paradigm I'm outside the realms of your paradigm I am the new piece of information that you didn't know you were always looking for if you could get a better outcome than the outcome you even thought you could have would you be against doing that And so that's how I'd quote unquote close the deal of life. That's the closed deal of life for me. It's, it's the opposite of the, the two choice close in life, right? Where it's like the bad outcome or the one that I thought that I would have. And they say, be careful what you wish for. And you might just get what you want. Find out you wanted something else. So not having that two option close in life is what gives you the power of infinity to move forward through your goals because I've seen a finite person an infinite person turn their self finite and so I can't wonder how often I'm an infinite person turning myself finite and so since I'm turning myself finite and therefore I'm finite the only thing I can say as far as perception and goal setting after seeing people set and achieve goals is I'm willing to have an outcome so good that I didn't even know that I could have an outcome that good. How we're going to get there is secondary. First, I'm willing to do what it takes to have an outcome so good that I didn't even know that I can have an outcome that good. People come from traumatized families and they make their goal to have, quote unquote, something along the same thing but a little different. And they know they've won if they've done that. And if they didn't get the same thing but a little different, they'd know that they've lost. But how do you know there's not something better than what you're conditioned to perceive? How do you know that the conditioning and who you are today and what you believe is possible isn't limiting what you're actually capable of? And then, of course, in a sale, I'd have to bring it back to the problem, but you get what I'm saying. This is all, if you take an infinite human being and give them a goal, they become finite. And when they become finite, they live in a reality where they get what they want or they don't.
And so their goal is to pull you and everybody else into that finite reality. And if you can step away and project love into it, then you don't have to be a part of that finite reality. If you can step away for a second and project deep love into everything it is that you're doing, you become above the problem. And so essentially what I'm doing in sales and my and what I'm doing in my personal estimation is I'm raising my energy level just like the CEO is selling his product, I'm selling my product or or selling the world's things back to them and then purchasing my own beliefs so to speak. I believe that my goal here is to raise my energy level through helping other people. There's a little bit of greediness in it which is I need to learn the coping mechanisms I need to learn to see outside of myself. I need to see how I act in the echo chamber and other people collect that data and understand not only how to change my perception, but the nature of changing your perception and perspective itself. And so we are all trapped in the confines of our own perception, our own immediate perception, and that is precisely what we believe at some intuitive level to be the problem and to be frank it's not the problem and it's not the solution to some degree every human being enjoys or is driven to or is a part of a loop of chaos for eternity so even if everything was perfect if everything in the world was perfect I would have to start selling people problems and if everything in the world was awful I have to start selling people solutions, <clears throat> I guess, to some degree. So when I sell these CEOs on, you know what I sell them on? Their own problem. Like, so what are you going to do with this? And how are you going to do this? We can do this, this, and this, but here, <clears throat> here are the current problems. I basically say, here's a reality that you didn't even know you could have, a reality so good you didn't know it was actually imaginable. Here's exactly how we do it. But the problem is your current perception. And so in order to get to a new perspective where you have a new outcome that you didn't know that you could have, you have to be able to break out of your immediate perception. So you're either willing to hang on to the suffering of your immediate perception or you're willing to let go of your current perception so that you can gain perspective. That's it. End of story. So when you project love into something, it breaks the chain of command. So, instead of life being this cause and effect, did I reach my goal or did I not? Identification with the process and nothing more identification with the lower parts of the experience maybe if someone did a brain scan on you when you raise energy levels maybe they'd find that nothing changed at all maybe they'd find no your your brains <laughs> whoever you are you're still as fucked up as you thought you were and we thought you were too However, what if even with those things being said in your reality, you feel 
grateful for the experience? What if matter doesn't even change at all? What if it's just your experience of the matter that changes? What if things are so good they can be good in a way that you didn't even know they could be that good? Would you take a second to make things better? Or are you against relieving your unnecessary suffering? And so here's the thing. At this point in life, I know that I cannot help people. That's what this has taught me. And that's the energy, quote unquote, level, state of awareness, yada, yada, I've been brought to. I know that I cannot help other people. And so they say when you bring awareness to something, because all unnecessary suffering is just a cry for attention. I've always seen, quote unquote, the archetype of the devil to just be this... um, really hurt thing that nobody will listen to and nobody will actually listen to the problem being when you listen to him all he does is drags you down more and more and more and so I think what is that devilish part of our mind that's and not to be black and white right not to go dark on it but to bring some yin and yang and some fairness back to earth for this podcast When the devil comes to make you a deal, he'll do it in your lowest state. And now your life becomes something along the lines of, did I reach the goal or not? And it's an endless cycle of suffering and pain over and over and over and over and over and over for infinity. There's endless hell there. So it's not that I can't experience it. It's not that I haven't experienced it. It's not that you can't experience it and that you haven't experienced it. It's that I'm willing to just let that go. That's it. It's a willingness. I'm willing to see a reality that is greater than the reality that I even thought was possible. Because when you're in low states of mind... You limit yourself to what is possible in your reality. You limit yourself to the reward of life. You limit yourself to the actualization of life. And the least thing you want to do is limit yourself to your actualization on life and get a bad deal. Oh, doesn't that just resonate with everybody? You don't want to get a bad deal on this earth in this lifetime so really the only thing I'm in is regret minimization saving people from a bad deal and so they think the regret minimization is that they will never regret not reaching their goal that's not what I'm saying that's how you're fucked to begin with the goal is regret minimization by making sure that you don't block yourself from the actual rewards that you can actually get in life, that you have your brakes around so you don't move fast enough to get there, and then you don't realize that you can be here right now, the future's absolutely taken care of, where you're going is already done. Now you can focus on the moment by moment. Now the plan, the strategy, everything in the universe is taken care of. 
Now what? Now what do you do with your time? Every, imagine you read a script. It's like, yeah, everything is taken care of. You can travel to the future and look at yourself and every single thing is taken care of. Not just the things that you believed were important to you, but your values as an individual are fulfilled. And you have not only quote unquote gotten what you want, which is a painful thing we've had over and over and over, but you have gotten things that you did not even know you were capable of having. You were having an experience you didn't even know was possible. And you have the same feeling every day. This is crazy. This is crazy. This feeling of didn't even know a reality like this was even possible. And it gives you this view of infinity where you say how much greater and greater and greater could things get. And instead of attempting to quantify infinity, you stop using your finiteness to quantify infinity and you leave it up for infinity to figure it out. Now, that's your approach. That's not what you do. There's doing and there's being. That's your being. Your being is that you have left infinity to deal with all of it. You are radiating love as a human being now. But at your being, at your core, infinity is dealing with it. But what you're doing is getting a lot of things done on an earthly level, on a spiritual and emotional level. But you're getting a lot of things done. So I think a person like this either looks like... I think a person like this is a person who makes... I feel like billions, you'd have to come back down to earth again to make billions. You'd have to come back down to earth to make billions. But I think millions. I think it, maybe 10 to 20 million a year, this is this psychographic. So we're putting money on an energy scale, stupid, terrible thing to do. But a person maybe like, maybe even 1 to 20 million a year. But spends most of their time focusing on their values, not their pursuits. And has made it to where they can get a better result than other people. So they can have enough cash to actually focus on their values. And so I think at a certain degree of physical and emotional wealth, you are actually focused more on your values than anything. And so the question is, are you against being a part of a reality that's better than you even know your reality could be? Because me personally, I suffered. I could tell you a million client studies of what we've done with and how I've trained people with and how we've done. But at the end of the day, you want the smoke screens gone. You want the realness of it all. Me personally, I've dealt with bullshit, unlimited suffering in life, and I'll get there again because that's life. However, a lot of the unnecessary suffering, I've chosen to just say, not that. The necessary suffering, I'm like, all right, maybe someday I won't believe in suffering at all. Who knows? But the necessary suffering, I'm like, there we go. Okay, that makes sense. The unnecessary suffering, 
not going to happen. And if it does, I'm willing to change it. And I'm willing that if a significantly better answer exists in there and it checks out, totally willing to do that too. So at an even higher level of personal success, it's a willingness for infinity. It's, a, it's an immediate, overwhelming, exact, it's, a, it's just a willingness Totally willing to do this if that's what it takes. Totally willing to do that if if this is what it takes. And so now you're doing earthly goal achievement by saying, willing to do what it takes. Willing to see the new reality. And therefore on this earth in this lifetime, you will see new realities. You will see new realities. So I like things like the secret, but I see the secret as another fucking trap. I'm going to plaster myself inside of this little box of reality and make, make the comfortable cocoon that I've always wanted to create for myself. <clears throat> make the comfortable cocoon that I've always wanted to make for myself. Which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's fine. But are you willing to accept a reality with less unlimited suffering than you have now? Is there a reality with less suffering? And given that there is a reality like that, are you willing to do what it takes to have the reality that has less suffering in it? So you got to radiate love into things. Got to radiate love into things. Again, my grandfather being above the problem, he just looked at me like, man, I remember having those fucking problems. Just completely unidentified with them, but understanding like, whew, man, I remember identifying with that bullshit. I remember identifying and breaking outside of the confines of identity saying, I love you. I know what you're going through. You're going through a lot. I love you so much. And it breaks the chain of command. And eventually what happens is the person stops identifying with the problem. It's not that they do or don't at the core of their being. It's that they fix the thing beyond the core of their, what they're doing. They fix what they're doing to focus on what they're being. In which I'd say, you're right. Rather I fix this problem or not doesn't mean that I should create a being that's negative. Rather I reach this goal or not doesn't mean that I should create a being so attached to reaching the goal or not. (laughs) 
So there's sales, which is raising my energy level of above the nonsense, where I get to speak with some of the most driven people on the continent. Like you got to think about this, me working directly with CEOs in the country and the work that they have to do and the identity that they have to have and this, the stress or whatever and the the responsibility that they're willing to take on that your average person isn't. These are some of the most driven people in the fucking country. Some of the most driven people in the country. And working with them and watching them set up their goals and seeing what that means to them and seeing who they have to be at the core of their being, not just the core of their doing. In order to do that, is because they want these values. However, when you reach above a level of what you want and don't want, once, you, once you're above want, not that you'd ever stop wanting things altogether forever and always, but when you reach above a level of want, you get back to the core of the thing that you're wanting. Instead of putting your locus of control outside of yourself, it comes back into yourself. Your center, your psychological center of where you believe the control to be comes back to yourself. And you create an internal environment, an internal ecosystem. If you, go, if you want to call it dopamine, if you want to call it love, if you want to call it calmness or peace, if you want to take the science, the religion, the philosophy, or the personal route, it'll probably end up being the same picture at the end. Is that totally crazy to say that some things are just similar? So at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing, which is attempting to raise our personal energy level. A person in extreme suffering is doing the negative things that they can, <clears throat> not because they're usually very often because they're fucking just a little bit bored, right? They're doing it because they're in such a, a level of suffering. That they say, what would relieve this level of suffering? And then they take the apple. When the devil comes with an offer, they take the offer because of their suffering. Our goal orientation is tied to our suffering. So the more suffering you have, the more outside goal attainment you have. The more suffering you have, the more you're willing to eat the apple and fall from a level of paradise consciousness down to a level of earthly, now the animals eat us and we have to wear clothes and there's war level consciousness. We're going down from our, from heaven back to earth. Not quite to hell, but we're going from heaven right back down to earth. When you have unnecessary suffering, <clears throat> when you have unnecessary suffering, what you do is you eat the apple to reduce the suffering. Everything you're doing is out of desperation instead of inspiration. Inspiration to me is 
reaching infinity. It's that there are realities so good that I cannot comprehend the realities. It's that there is something infinitely outside of my own perception, which takes the burden off of me to be the person I am, reaching the goal I will or will not reach, and puts me above the problem-solution paradigm of the rest of the earth and probably the rest of the way I've acted most of my life, and it puts me into a stage of saying, there are things so good that I can't even set goals for them because I don't even know what they are. If I would have known younger that I should set my goal to make X amount of money per hour or per day or per second instead of work more at a job that my payment is already set, who knows where I'd be now if I had already broken out of that matrix from the jump. And so it's inspirational to me to say, there are realities so good that we can't even perceive those realities. We can always per- perceive immediately how good this one is, which is the best part about it. You do in some ways get your cake and to eat it too. You do get to have the, the immediate moment full of love, infinity, and engagement with the world. You do get to have that immediately. However, never know what you want so much that you cut yourself short. In a negotiation, you say $2,500 a month in his head. He says, I could have done $10K a month. Never cut yourself short in life. Never negotiate with reality in such a way that you're not willing to take something that's better, something that's awesomer. Never create a frame of perspective with your engagement with reality itself in which you can't see that there's better there's better and better and better and better come from a place of inspiration instead of desperation I desperately need my goal fulfilled you're trying to fulfill your goal to reduce your suffering and so I'm watching the most driven people on the planet channel either add to or channel suffering Or be above that and go straight for inspiration. And I'm watching how they go about their goals. And I'm watching the difference of achievement and attainment. And then not only that, but personal outcome of the people who are reaching for their goals. And the conclusion that I have drawn is the quickest way to break out of your perception. Is to have a better reward to the game. You must be willing to consider that there's a better reward of the game. Because you'll be two steps ahead of everybody if everybody else around you is focused on the goal. The only thing you need to do to be two steps ahead of them is to say, is there a better reward to the game? Is to realize your finiteness and say, infinity I'm connecting with infinity now my willingness to be connected with infinity now my willingness to understand that my will has limits 
until that cycle breaks itself in and of itself and life becomes a miracle instead of goal attainment. Instead of what we run towards to run away from something, life becomes an ended war and a continuous resolution. Life is nothing more than a deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper resolution with life. It's a deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper resolution. And there is infinity resolving to have with life. There is infinity actualization. The rabbit hole of perception and immediate value that you can instantly and ever more instantly attain in life is infinite and endless. Aim towards that.